Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Good morning to you. Happy Tuesday to you. You already know what time it is. This is the State of the Saints podcast where we talk New Orleans Saints. And on this edition of the State of the Saints podcast, we're going to be talking about our feelings. <laughs> we're going to be expressing our feelings because today's topic here on the State of the Saints podcast is, what is your biggest fear this postseason? And the reason I come up with this topic, okay, the reason why I brought this topic to your doorstep is very simple. I have gotten so many inboxes, emails, tweets. Everybody's talking about their fear of playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the third time. There also, there's also fear about the New Orleans Saints uh, having another heartbreaking loss in the playoffs. So what is your biggest fear this postseason? And while everybody trying to figure that out, I'll go ahead and I'll open up. You know, as a Saints fan, well, let me backtrack. I've been a Saints fan since I was about four years old, okay? I think when you're about four, about four years old, that's the only time, like, you probably can truly remember. That's when you really start to remember certain things. Like, when you're two or you're three, you're lucky, okay, if you, if you remember something. But I can just remember sitting on my grandmother's living room floor, listening to the New Orleans Saints. Notice I didn't say watching the New Orleans Saints because at this time, around 1990, the Saints were horrible. I mean, the games were always blacked out, and you can actually go to Swagman's, right? For those that are from New Orleans, you know what I'm talking about. You can go to Swagman's. You can go out there and get groceries, and you can get two Saints tickets. Uh, you can go to the gas station and say, let me get five on 10, and let me get two Saints tickets. Uh, that was during the time when gas was probably about 99 cents, 89 cents. Depends on, you know. <laughs> where you went <laughs> but anyway i've been a saints fan that long and uh you know over the past 15 years it's been a great ride as a saints fan right to be able to watch saints games and really feel like you're going to win to really feel like we have a chance to go all the way yeah they used to have very catchy songs back in the day you know saints go all the way and you know cha-ching was the catchphrase but Nobody really thought the Saints were going to win at all. Like, even the most diehard Saints fan didn't believe that the Saints were going to win at all. But over the past 15 years, the Saints have been in that number. No pun intended. And for the last four years, the Saints have been one of the best teams in the National Football League. And they have gone to the playoffs. And they have had some heartbreaking exits. I mean, I think maybe, what, three games in a row it came down to one possession. Uh, they have several games. Uh, if you want to go back to, to uh, you know, when they played the Seahawks, there are more one possession games than that. And now we saw the Saints knock off the Chicago Bears this season, and we're excited about it, right? We were a little nervous, man. We Like some of us are not going to admit it, but we were a tad bit nervous watching the Chicago Bears, and we thought, well, maybe the Saints will play down to their competition. But they got the job done. And now they move on and they take on – their rival, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for a third time. And I think a lot of us come in and we're, we're listening to the prognosticators out there. We're listening to the Skip Baylesses and the, and the Max Kellermans and the Stephen A. Smiths and everybody else on, on those big platforms, and they're telling you 
uh, that nobody can beat Tom Brady in the playoffs and they can tell you that Tom Brady not going to lose to a team three times and they'll tell you that the New Orleans Saints don't have a chance and they should have split in the regular season. But I'm about to tell people something, right? I'm about to tell you something that you probably normally don't hear me say. Uh, I really don't do this. I'm very, very careful with my words, but I'm going to do it and I'm going to say it anyway. The Saints are better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that's the reason why I'm so confident that the Saints can get the job done. Now, I'm not naive who that nation. I'm not naive. I, I believe that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can beat the Saints. It's possible. But I just feel like if we're talking about mano y mano, if we're talking about coaching, if we're talking about an overall team, I feel like the Saints are better. And I do think that Tampa is going to be more prepared than they were in the last, the last game in week nine when we absolutely destroyed them. But I do feel like the New Orleans Saints are a better football team. And that's the reason why I can go into social, on social media and I can talk to Tampa Bay fans and I can say with my whole chest that the Saints are going to win. And somebody told me that, you know, you, you got to be humble. Uh, you you got to be humble. But I don't think my humility would mean anything at this point. Like, you're not going to – the Saints are not going to win because you're humble. The Saints are not going to win because you don't say out loud that they're going to win. I believe in this football team. I believe that everything that has happened to this football team has brought them to this point. That has brought them to a point where they have been through the fire, right? Y'all often hear me say here on State of Saints podcast, they smell like smoke because they've been through fire. This team has been disappointed by, I mean, just all types of angles. Any way you can think of, this team has been disappointed. Last minute heroics, uh, heartbreaking field goals, overtime defeats. All this stuff has happened to the New Orleans Saints in the playoffs. And I just feel like in my heart of hearts that this is the year that they're going to go. And, you know, I'm not going to wood when I say this, but if the Saints don't go, I'm not going to change my, my perspective. I'm not going to change my mind. See, I'm all in on the New Orleans Saints. I don't just get behind this camera and just start talking because I feel like, oh, the Saints can bring me some attention or the Saints are, uh, you know, talking about the Saints is going to make me successful. Man, bump all that. I started the State of the Saints podcast because, one, I am a Saints fan. And another thing is I believe in this team. So for all those people out there that's, that's all afraid and shivering in the corner every time we talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, my advice to you is to turn off your television set and stop listening to that biased BS that they're trying to feed you. Prognosticators cannot win football games. It's about the 53 men on the field on that particular day. That is the combination for success. And I'm going to say, all the same fans out there that's scared, if you're scared, go to church. But as for me, I'm all in. I'm all in. And I just believe in my heart of hearts that this is the year that the Saints get the job done. This is the year that the Saints go all the way. And if they play defense like they did against the Chicago Bears and the offense gets a little bit better, I don't think there's a team in the NFC that can beat the New Orleans Saints if the Saints are focused on a task at hand. Uh, that's just the way that I feel about it. Once again, if you're scared, go to church. I'm going to go ahead and open up the 
uh, the comments here. And thank you all so much for taking the time out uh, to be a part of the State of the Saints podcast. Really do appreciate that, no doubt. Uh, we're going to start with T Dirty. Says, what up, TJ? The host. T Dirty, what's going on, man? Appreciate it. Got my guy Ray Ray. Says, if the Saints win, uh, what do the Bucks fans have to say? They don't have to say nothing, okay? Look, I'm not naive. I understand what's going on. Look, if you're a fan of a, a respected team, you're going to go all in. I'm talking about a true fan. I ain't talking about none of these fair weather fans like my cousin, you know? I mean, now he's jumping on a Tampa Bay bandwagon, and all of a sudden, like, he was a New England Patriot fan last year. Now he got a, a whole page spread on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I ain't talking about none of them grandstanders out there, but I'm talking about people that are embedded into the team, into the very fabric uh, of the team. You know, I understand that they want the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to go all the way and win. So I wouldn't expect for them to say, oh, man, y'all going to beat us. But I want them to be realistic, okay? I want people to be realistic. You know, when I talk to Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans, the one thing that they, they do is they say, well, we're going to beat y'all this time, right? But what is, I mean, where's the logic? Like, all, of the, all it is is wishful thinking. Like, there's nothing that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have done that has shown you that they can beat the Saints. And they're talking about how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on a five-game winning streak. This, this is what they're saying, folks. This is what they're saying. They're saying that the New Orleans, I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on a five-game winning streak. But what they don't tell you is that they went up against teams that are not in the playoffs, right? And, I, <laughs> and the crazy thing about it is the New Orleans Saints played these same teams, and the media tried to – present this as if the Saints played absolutely nobody. But when Tom Brady turned around and played these exact same teams, they're saying that, oh, Tampa is on the rise. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers on this five-game winning streak that they, they've been on, they played the Atlanta Falcons, the Detroit Lions, then they played the Minnesota Vikings, and then they played the Falcons again, and then they played the Washington football team and got carved up by a guy who was taking night classes at Old Dominion. And, te uh, and Taylor Heineke. So that is the combination that they're saying that is going to come into the Superdome and have their way with the New Orleans Saints. But when the New Orleans Saints played the Falcons, oh, it's just the Falcons. When they played the Denver Broncos, oh, they won because they had no quarterback. When they played Detroit, oh, y'all, Detroit started off 14 and nothing, then they got hot and scored five, five straight touchdowns on five straight possessions. It's always a discredit. It's always to elevate Tampa in time and, and, and depreciate the value that is the New Orleans Saints. So my advice to everybody out there, Tampa fans, I understand it, but realistically, if you think that you can beat the Saints, all of that is is just wishful thinking because there's nothing that your team has done that can has shown me or anybody else, if you're thinking logically, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can beat the Saints, Okay. Do I feel like they can beat the Saints? Yes, but there's nothing but wishful thinking out there because you had two opportunities to play the Saints and you got your behind smacked around on two occasions. Two occasions. We're going to scroll down a little bit. We're going to uh, start with Kimo. Kimo says the media wants uh, the golden boy, a.k.a. Tom Terrific, to win so bad, especially to prove uh, he don't need Belichick. 
I mean, there, there's some there's some validity behind it. And I'm not going to poo-poo what Tom has done. You know, Tom has brought legitimacy to Tampa. He has made them a, a playoff contender. You know what I'm saying? He has made those guys a, a legitimate threat. You know, bringing all those different characters with him, people that uh, he believes in. You know, Tampa has done a really good job uh, throwing a checkbook uh, out there in order for them to get all these different players, in order for them to get over the hump. Uh, but I just feel like, look, there's certain things that you just can't buy. And I just feel like what the Saints have uh, is a combination of guys that are hungry right now. And I just don't feel like people are paying that much attention to the Saints. You know, they, they, if they're talking about the Saints, they, they're kind of doing it, uh, you know, just kind of in passing, just so they can uh, spend most of their segments talking about Tampa. You know, the Saints really don't get that much attention at all. Even like the, the, the if you had to look for the exception of the Cleveland Browns, Okay, I'll give the Cleveland Browns their credit. For the exception of the Cleveland Browns, I don't think a team this wild card weekend had a more impressive victory than the Saints. And yet the Saints barely get talked about. Okay, I mean, it's just like the Saints, they do these things and then they'll talk about the team that lost, right? They spend most of their time talking about Matt Nagy and Mitchell Trubisky. Or they, and when they talk about the game next week, they spend most of their time talking about Tom Brady and, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, there, there's really no appreciation for what the Saints are doing right now, and that's fine because I, I would love for the Saints to fly under the radar, and I would use this as bulletin board material. I, I really would because everybody's saying that the Saints are not going to win. You know, they're saying that, oh, Tom Brady can't lose to a team three times. So that's enough motivation for me to go out there to try to shut everybody up. And like I said, they don't give the Saints a chance, which – it's sad, but it's true. Pierre says, I think the Saints will dominate the Bucks like they did in the regular season. Uh, Pierre, look, I, I hope that you're right. You know, I, I would love for this game. I would love for this game to be simple, right? I would love for this game to be simple. I would love for this game to be plain. Uh, I would love for this game to just be, you know, open and shut. But I don't know if it's going to be like that, man. I, I really don't. I think that this team, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, going to come in and pull out all the stops. Uh, that's the, that's just the way I feel about it. You know, I feel like they're going to pull out all the stops. Uh, we're going to take a little quick break real quick, you know, and we're going to be right back. Uh, I got to answer this phone call. So check out the, uh, the special sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast, Mass Market. We are MassMarket.com a Michigan-based company that allows you to create your own unique mask for you, your family, or business. We have over 100 pre-made designs that can be shipped within 24 hours. And if you buy one today, we will donate one. Let's work together to help others in this time of need. Only at maskmarket.com. Hey, this is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I want to take a minute to tell you about Pow Audio. Now, Pow Audio is going to change your listening experience. You're probably asking yourself, TJ, how is Pow Audio going to change my listening experience? Because Pow Audio has a revolutionary design, delivers a crystal clear and powerful sound in a collapsible Bluetooth speaker. That's right, collapsible Bluetooth speaker. 
and is designed for ultimate portability. So check out Facebook.com, search POW Audio, or on their website, POWAudio.com. That's P-O-W-Audio.com. Yeah, we're back uh, here on the Stage of the Saints podcast. I apologize about that. Had to take that phone call. But uh, I just want to let everybody know, um, for those that uh, follow uh, professional wrestling, have a podcast called TJ Knows Wrestling Podcast. TJ Knows Wrestling Podcast. So uh, it's available on YouTube, youtube.com. Search TJ Knows Wrestling. So uh, I did like two episodes of the TJ Knows Wrestling Podcast. Uh, one on Brett the Hitman Hart. Uh, episode two was on Eddie Guerrero. This week, uh, we're doing a profile on Kurt Angle. So check it out if you're a wrestling fan. TJ Knows Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Chanel says, uh, morning, TJ. I'm not worried. Uh, they are focused now, and they know what it is. And how Breeze was talking at the camera, he wanted to smoke. Let's get it. Yeah, that was something that, that stood out, you know. Uh, you know, Drew Brees actually talking to the camera. You know, I just think that that was just something that, you know, that kind of shocked me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that that really shocked me, man. The the fact that, uh, you know, Drew Brees talking to the camera, you can tell, like, man, he all in. He is all in. You know, he definitely wants to go out uh, in a blaze of glory. So, like I said, man, I just think that when you know that this is your last hurrah, man, you want to pull out all the stops. T. Lewis says, remember, they took two touchdowns away in this game and could have uh, had another if Taysom didn't hold on to the ball. Uh, could have easily been 42-9. to nine. Yeah, I mean, but look, all, all that is right now is just like what Tampa said. That's just wishful thinking at this particular point, you know. Uh, but, I mean, they did a good job. I mean, you ain't got to blow a team out. You know, I just think that sometimes we kind of fall into that trap of Saints fans. I'm not saying it's UT. But I just feel like sometimes people fall into these traps and, you know, they they just feel like, oh, if you ain't blowing a team out, you know what I'm saying? It's all about, you know, how it looks, right? It's all about, you know, if you're not blowing a team out, that means that you're not a good football team. So if the Saints go out there and put up 50, then all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying, they're a legitimate team. But if they put up 24 points, and you know they they went twenty four to nine or uh, twenty four to thirteen, and you know what I'm saying if the team probably had six throughout the game and scored another touchdown in garbage time, then oh that's not impressive. Like a win is a win, all right. I don't care. I, I don't care what it is. A win is a freaking win. That, that's all. That's all I know. Jeffrey says I love when the media overlooks us, and when we are underdogs, we play our best ball when that happens. Well, we, we're definitely not the underdog this time. Uh, the Saints are a three-point favorite. So uh, nobody is going to expect for Tampa uh, to come into the Superdome, you know what I'm saying, and, and just have their weight. Nobody's going to expect that. So last time, everybody picked Tampa to win. You know, nobody thought that the Saints had a chance. But the Saints got it done. I wish the game was uh, at Tulane Stadium. Uh, well, I don't know why. <laughs> no disrespect to Tulane Stadium, but you know, I, I don't, I don't think that would be a good place. You know, I think the Superdome is a good place, and like I said, man, having a number two seed is a good spot to be in because 
who's who's to say that the Rams can't knock off the Green Bay Packers? You know, and if they come in and they beat the Packers, then and if the Saints win the NFC Championship game, can be in New Orleans. So the Saints can have three straight home games, and you know, so it's not over yet. You know, everybody's just assuming that the Rams are just gonna fall to the Packers. You know, the the Packers aren't world beaters. They not. You know. I want to show those Tampa Bay fans we still own them and they can't get past us. We will lock you up. Well, I, I'm not, I'm just not concerned. I'm not concerned about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. I'm not concerned about the team. I just feel like the Saints are a better football team. I'm not saying that Tampa can't be a threat, but like I said, they're, they're trying to elevate every single player out there to try to legitimize Tampa. And like I said, they don't want to take the time out to appreciate what the Saints have done. Like, if you look at some of the things that the Saints have done this season, some of the people that they lost, uh, some of the, you know, the people that went down and haven't played in games and the Saints still sit here 12 and 4, like, that's the, like, the most impressive thing of all. Like, can you imagine, like, if the Saints probably had all their starters the entire season? Can you imagine, like, the type of role the Saints would be on? They'll probably have the same record as the Kansas City Chiefs. They probably would have been the one seed. I mean, but you've seen like all different types of combinations of players. I mean, I think every starting position on the Saints team, uh, their starter has went down and had to have a replacement. Like it, it's unbelievable. You know what I'm saying? To see that these guys can plug in place and you find guys that can come in and that can contribute enough for you to win the game. So just because you got a whole bunch of firepower don't mean absolutely nothing. You have teams out here, if they lose one or two players, man, they're not winning a football game. Here's the Saints, you know, if they – you can lose somebody like Teron Armstead to COVID, uh, have James Hurst out there at, at left tackle and still be credible. You know, you can lose somebody like Michael Thomas and put an undrafted rookie in and Marquez Callaway and still be you – know, and still contribute. Uh, you can lose uh, your guard and put somebody like Nick Easton in to replace Andres Pete. Like, there's so many hardships that this team has went through. You had P.J. Williams and Patrick Robinson uh, playing as your number one corners in the game versus the Detroit Lions, and they still got the job done. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think there's an appreciation for how good this football team is. I really don't. Uh, they exalt uh, they exalt Tampa Bay games, but never mention the Saints beatdowns. And when they do, they just kind of look at it in passing, you know. And it's like it's always oh, it's Tampa. We're trying to figure it out. Don't y'all find that funny? Don't you find it funny? Like every time, if Tampa wins, oh, they're an elite football team. But when they lose, it's like oh, it's their preseason. They still trying to figure it out. They still trying to jail as a team, like. It's like if they lose, oh, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? They still learn it. But when they win, oh, my God, they're the best team in the league. Like, what are we doing? Tower says, who that TJ? Saints were in a great spot for number two seed because we have no uh, we have no time to click. I have a victorious day, fam. I'm out. All right, Tower, you take it easy. Yeah, we're about to uh, close it out. You know, I just wanted to give you all a few minutes, you know, go live and because – once again, man, you know, I got, you know, I got my new home, man. I'm trying to uh, get some things situated. So that was my wife. I, that's the reason why I had to take commercial break. She needed me to do something. So I, I have to cut it short. I, I was 
about to go a little longer, but I got to make sure I get this done, folks. I apologize, but I'm going to take a few more, and then we're going to roll up out of here. Uh, Idris said, uh, giving a shout-out to Tyra. What's good, Tyra? Uh, nice to see you here. Uh, like Idris trying to shoot his shot. <laughs> uh, K. Marie, thank you very much for the $5. Says, uh, good morning, who that nation NFL never liked us anyway. Saints always got to show them better than we can tell them. The Bucks will win a third broom. Uh, that's all who they, yeah, uh, you know, I, I look, like I said, I think this team is good. And if the Saints go out there and, and, and show these boys what's going down, what the business is, they're not gonna beat the Saints. I don't care who they got on their team. Uh, J Live 504 says, Love the show, TJ. Do me a favor and get my boy Deontay Harris in love. Yeah, man, Deontay Harris, you know, like he really showed up in the game. And I feel like if he steps up, he can be a matchup nightmare, you know, due to his speed, his elusiveness, uh, the way the Saints line him up, he can be that X factor, you know, because you know, the fact is, Michael Thomas, he's going to demand a double team, right? Because you know. If you're not going to do man-to-man coverage on somebody like Michael Thomas. He's going he gonna to eat you up. He's going to eat you alive. So he's going to have coverage roll his weight. So that's going to free up some of these other guys to win their one-on-ones. I trust Emmanuel Sanders with one-on-ones. I trust somebody like Marquez Callaway one-on-ones. Uh, Traquan uh, play, you know what I'm saying? I can trust him maybe on third downs converting and also blocking in the running game. So, you know, if the Saints can get it all together – yeah, I think that, that they'll be fine. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I feel like Deontay Harris, nobody expect for him to play as good as he did. But, I mean, for him to step up in a big game like that, you know, it, it's just amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, get offensive line some love. Yeah, I mean, the offensive line, they did a, a good job in the second half. In the first half, it was a little bit shaky. Second half, they did a much better job. But I think it had a lot to do with the fact that in the second half, Sean Payton ran the football more. You seen more running, more commitment to the run. Uh, in the first half, Drew Brees had 23 passes, passing attempts. That's way too many passing attempts for a guy with 11 crack ribs. You know, I think the Saints need to balance it out. This is what I feel like they need to do. I think they need to go into the Tampa Bay game running at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I feel like this could be a Jared Cook or Adam Troutman game. Like, Devin White is a really good linebacker. Uh, he's one of those guys that, you know, sees a play, he can dissect it. You know what I'm saying? He can tackle you in the backfield. But he struggles in coverage. You know, he struggles in coverage. And I feel like if you use somebody like Jared Cook or Adam Troutman, you can eat this team up, you know, or even, like, put somebody like Michael Thomas in the slot. You know, I have Michael Thomas play a lot of slot in this game. That, that's what I would do. You know what I'm saying? Like, have him in the slot. And, you know what I'm saying, you know, use, you know what I'm saying, like make, you know what I'm saying, make like, you know, you know somebody, uh, you know what I'm saying, chip the, the, the cornerback, you know what I'm saying, have him like going one-on-one with a linebacker. And if you do something like that, then, man, you're going to have some problems. So the Saints need to get exotic with it. They need to change it up, change the style up a little bit, and uh, I think they'll be okay. Uh, I am now uh, in office, SOTS podcast supporter i appreciate that i appreciate that tyra thank you so much I, I i thank you for that i thank you for supporting the state of the saints podcast and everybody else who supports the state of the saints podcast i, I appreciate it thank y'all so much 
Uh, Keith says we need T-Rex this game. Uh, two of the Bucks have shown they can't hold that boy. Yeah, I, I don't know what's too much going on with that. I just know you have a neck injury, and I'm just wondering, like, what, how serious that neck injury for you to miss a wild card game. Uh, they're not worried about no real Drew doing all that quarterback sneak. Uh, I don't think that Sean Payton had that in his playbook. You know, it's kind of like Drew kind of pressured him into doing it, and he did it. So, TJ Herb Bucks got quarterback like Taysom Hill. Uh, well, if they got a quarterback like Taysom Hill, I mean, Ben there done that. It seems like that's the new wave, but I still don't trust. <laughs> I, I still feel like uh, Sean Payton is a better play caller than Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich. I can tell you that right now. I don't care who they have, you know. It's about execution. It's about setting plays up. And I'm pretty sure they're going to be throwing stuff at the Saints they ain't used to. But I'm pretty sure the Saints going to throw something at them they ain't used to as well. Uh, Cam and the boys uh, shake Brady up. It's over. Yep. If you if you get pressure on him, that's a wrap. And I feel like what the Saints need to do, uh, I feel like they can win their battles on our side because unlike some other teams, uh, the Tampa Bay guards are, are better uh, than their tackles. Okay, so I feel like Cam can win his one-on-one. I, I think Trey Hendrickson can win his. And I think this can be one of those games where Davenport can actually, uh, you know, get some success. Uh, TJ, how is the new house? Uh, it is great, man. You know, like uh, it's it's just surreal, man, to actually have you know have a, such a you know what I'm saying wonderful home, and you know what I'm saying I'm just happy that you know just happy that everything is working out. You know, it's I'm a little tired because the last couple of days, you know, we're trying to move boxes and also you know working at night and trying to find time in between you know, trying to unload boxes and get a little sleep and, you know, play with Paxton and stuff like that. So, but all in all, man, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'll be even more excited once I get all this stuff unpacked. <laughs> I'm going to take two more. Uh, Chemo says pressure burst pipes. Uh, T-Rex and Cam will have a great game. I hope so. We're going to need them. We're we going to need them. we, we definitely going to need them. Uh, why haven't the Bucks played that mystery quarterback? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why. Uh, but, it, you know, I guess they say imitation is the most sincere uh, point of flattery, right? So everybody seems to trying to get that, that Taysom Hill type quarterback, right? Everybody trying to do that. Everybody trying to get their Taysom Hill. I mean, Carolina <laughs> got Tommy Stevens, which if you think about it, what a waste of a pick by the New Orleans Saints. Like, I think they, they traded Carolina a six-round pick uh, to to draft uh, Tommy Stevens, and he still ended up going to Carolina. So I hope there was like some type of, uh, you know, some type of clause in a contract or something like that. But that didn't make any sense at all. The team that you traded with end up getting a guy uh, that you drafted. You're like that's, that's crazy. Uh, hope you got your uh, step up ready for Sunday. Uh, got my setup ready for Sunday. Uh, I hope so. If not, man, you know, I mean, we can report live with a white with a white wall in the background, you know. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh bus call game in a house. Let me break it uh to you. Taysom Hill runs a four-four. He is way stronger than your quarterback. He can uh truck and take hits, uh also break tackles. Also, he plays wide receiver 
uh, tight end and quarterback. Yeah, man. I mean, you can try to duplicate Taysom, but I don't think you can. Uh, would you like to see the Saints versus Browns play? That would be interesting. That would be a, a true underdog Super Bowl right there. You know, Saints versus Browns. I mean, I'm rooting for the Browns, man. I mean, look, any, any team that go through all that, any team that go through all that, man, all that losing for years, and then finally they make the playoffs and finally they try to make a run, you, you have no choice but to feel good for them. Like, I feel good watching teams like the Buffalo Bills. Feel good watching teams like the Browns winning the playoffs, right? Feels good to see the Saints winning the playoffs because once upon a time, man, these teams were absolutely horrible. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, this, this straight high garbage. And, uh, you know, to see these guys in the playoffs and, and have a legitimate shot at the Super Bowl, I mean, as a, as a fan of the NFL, how can you not be excited for them? You know, so I, I got a lot of respect for the – Look, I got a lot of respect for the Cleveland Brown fan base, uh, Buffalo Bills fan base, because those those fan bases to me, like they are just like the Saints, you know, hardworking everyday people. You know what I'm saying? They ain't about the glitz and the glamour. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they pull themselves up out of their bootstraps, and, and you know what I'm saying? They take their little you know bit of money and they they you know they go on Sunday and root for the team. So. I got a lot of respect for uh, fan bases like that, you know, except when they play the Saints, you know, then all, all respect goes out the window till that game is over because I want the Saints to win. Uh, but I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast and uh, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search the State of the Saints podcast, facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast, previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Anchor FM. And follow your truly on Twitter at State of Saints. That's at State of Saints uh, on Instagram at T-J-A-Y Jones underscore. You all have a great and productive day. And uh, if you uh, have any questions or anything like that, uh, feel free to uh, go to Facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast or State of the Saints at gmail.com and submit your questions there. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that?